This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Everybody to the Doc and Jock Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 67. This is our Royal Rumble review and our Raw and SmackDown post Royal Rumble review. Of course, we've got some news and notes. Doing it with me as always, and I'm interested to see what he comes into. He's the one. He's the only. He is the Doc John Macaroon. What's up, Cuz? going anywhere baby my contract ain't <laughs> never coming up baby unbelievable oh, news to start man. the week the wwe on monday put out a statement that dean ambrose is not gonna sign a renewal of his contract and he's out he gone not the doc baby i'm here i'm ready to record this podcast i will explain why when we get to our news and notes later on in this podcast but let's start with the royal rumble what did you think of this i, I took the entire thing in it seemed like it was a mixed bag Seemed like it was a, a, a real mixed bag here. But what did you make out of the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I'll put it this way. Obviously, the fans had an inkling as to what was going to happen right away when Becky Lynch lost to Asuka. Mm-hmm. Right away when it happened, the tweets started rolling in, and it was assumed, and it came to fruition that Becky Lynch was going to win the women's. And then prior to the Royal Rumble, the hot guy, the guy that was all the buzz, the one that was probably the most predicted to win the men's Royal Rumble was Seth Rollins, and it happened. Now, for Becky Lynch, I think she took that and ran with it. It was a continuation of her push, so all good for her. For Seth Rollins, it just seemed like that win should have done more for him, but I don't think it meant too much because it was predictable. He didn't really have that many great memories in the Rumble. The Rumble match itself for the men wasn't that great. The women's outshined it by tenfold. By far. And for me, there were a couple of matches that I really wanted to pay attention to that that fell short. I was a little disappointed with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I thought that uh, it was one of their worst matches together, and I was so excited for that. I prior to the Royal Rumble, thought it could have been a match of the year candidate, and it was flat. It was a little bit slow, and you have Eric Rowan as a surprise. You don't have a real ending. I was really disappointed with that. And you look at it, and you go, man, there were matches that just kind of fell short a little bit. And that's also because of the fact, too, that the night before, NXT put on a two-hour clinic as to how to entertain. And I think for me, shows like NXT... Shows like the Ring of Honor and New Japan are a little bit better because the wrestling is a little bit of a higher quality. The fans are a little bit more intimate. They're more boisterous. Whereas in the Royal Rumble, it just seemed like a very professional show. It did what it needed to do. Many people that watched it said the same thing. Hey, the winners that we knew were going to win won, and the rest of it was there. And I looked at it, and I said, uh, someone asked me how to rate it, and I said, it wasn't an A. It was just slightly below a B, not a full C, like a C plus. So I rated it a 7.8 out of 10. Like you said, 
it just fell short. Yeah. It just fell short in a lot of aspects. And it wasn't like it was a bad show. It, it really wasn't. It was it was a it was a decent show. But with the Royal Rumble, you have expectations. Yes. And I don't think they met any expectations. It's a big four. Exactly. It's way too long, too. It, it was starts at 5 p.m. and ends at around midnight. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, man. It, it was it was such a long show. I It got to a point where I think 10 o'clock rolled around, and I was like, damn, we still have this match, this match, and this match to get through, and we're here? Like, holy cow. It, it is way too long. There is way too much crammed in there. It just fell short. Best way you can describe it. It just fell short. And let, let's kind of delve into where it kind of fell short. Uh, in the pre-show, Nakamura wins the U.S. championship, so he is now a two-time U.S. championship. Downgrading Rusev again, which is silly. I don't think the fans want that. They want to cheer him. Exactly. Really, Take a belt really off weird. of Rusev. Okay. Uh, Lana got bumped, and that provided enough of a distraction for Nakamura to come in and win. Buddy Murphy, this was a great match. This is your 205 Live, your, your, your cruiserweight championship match. Uh, Buddy Murphy outlast uh, Kira Tozawa, Kalisto, and Hideo Itami. So, uh, solid match there. But we kicked this whole thing off with the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I thought this was an incredible match. I thought this match was great. Th- this is one of those matches where it totally exceeded expectations. A lot of back and forth. In the end, Asuka slaps on the Asuka lock and submitted Becky Lynch who at times was trying to use Asuka's own submission move on her. It, it told a great story. This goes back to what you said What you said about ROH and New Japan and NXT. They tell stories in the ring. This told a great story. It was awesome. The Bar dropped the SmackDown titles to The Miz and Shane McMahon. This wasn't a great match by any stretch, but it was entertaining enough. I thought it was good. This is one of those matches where you're like, okay, cool. B, it just did its job. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship was next. I thought this was a very good match. I thought it was solid. Ronda sold an arm injury throughout the match. It was well done. Uh, Banks worked it over and over and over again, and she worked it over nasty. I thought this told a great story. I thought this was a very good match. In the end, uh, Rousey hits a a gut wrench suplex and then two Piper's Pits for the win. Uh, I, I thought it was good. I thought the ending was better. Uh, they again dropped more seeds for a four horse women versus four horse women match. Great. I agree with what you said. The match was great and entertaining, but I'm sick and tired of seeing Ronda after these great matches stand there with women and shake their hand. I like, look, you've booked her as a badass bitch. And so when she continues to show this respect, look, obviously, the, you know, these wrestlers respect each other and things like that, but I think this whole, uh, oh, shucks kind of role that she's taken on in the last couple months is not that great. You need to destroy her. her. She needs to be a killer. Yeah, she needs to be a badass. She needs to be a killer. And so after all these matches, You can she be a looks, killer and be a good guy, yeah, but she, you have to be a killer. It's like you've been now in WWE for a year. You don't have to apologize for being there. Yes. You don't have to apologize for being great and the champion. Look, they give you that role. You destroy these women. You lock in your armbar. You know, if you want to the next time around stand there and then destroy the next person, I think the person that we saw the next night and the promo that was cut is probably more in line with what they needed to do a long time ago. But at the same time, uh, the match with Sasha Banks uh, was great. And I just think that you didn't need to uh, you know, have her show that respect. Once you stare down Sasha Banks, destroy her. So as you can kind of see right now, the, the way the pendulum has swung, it, it seems a little bit up and down for the Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? You have some really, really good matches. You have some stuff that's like, eh. And, and then you have 
just just some some stuff. Quick you know note, what I'm saying? I it, love the ramp entrance. I think it was new and fresh. It was refreshing to see something different. Oh, the entire different. setup was great. The setup was amazing. Was great. It, it reminded you of, of the 80s. It was awesome. There was no no huge ramp for you to come down. You just walked out. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I loved the setup. Setup was great. Uh, we we now transition in into the uh, women's Royal Rumble, which I thought was was awesome. I thought it was incredible. I, I thought they did a really good job. You did get to see a a new call up. Um, I thought this entire setup for the ladies Royal Rumble was awesome. Becky Lynch ends up coming in at twenty eight for an injured Lana who is still selling that leg injury from earlier in the night, and I think the the, the roof blew off the place. It was great. It it was absolutely insane. It was awesome. In the end, it comes down to Becky Lynch, who beats Charlotte to win the Women's Royal Rumble, and her shot at picking which title she wants to go after. It was the right decision. I thought it was a great call. I thought this was an awesome match. I thought the Women's Royal Rumble, like you said, far outshined the men's. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was anticlimactic, but once she came in, the roof was blown off the place, and that's what you like to see. Becky Lynch deserved it. She deserves that mantle to have a Royal Rumble victory. On her resume. Great job. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Bryant beats AJ Styles ah, to retain man. the WWE Championship. Very disappointing. Again, it was a so-so match that had Eric Rowan get involved to lay out AJ Styles while the ref was down. Uh, this allowed Bryant to get the pin for the win. It, it, it wasn't... Didn't live it, up to the hype. It, no, no. It, very lackluster. All right, so you got Brock Lesnar beating Finn Balor to wasn't, keep his Universal Championship. No demon, no chance. That's what it was. Right. And a lot of people got upset about the Demon not coming out. And, and we both picked Finn to win this match. And I don't know why we picked Finn to win this match. I think we so badly wanted something different. That's different. We, we wanted something new. We wanted something exciting. And what we got was roughly 10 minutes of a Brock Lesnar match. Where in Thumbs eight down. of these ma- minutes, Brock sold an ab injury. And, and Finn started so hot. Finn started hot. Showed you why he should be champion. Uh, in the end, Lesnar just overpowered him and submitted him. Wasted chance because you could have kicked off the year great with a new universal champion, but in the end, it's a long-term plan, and uh, Finn Balor was just uh, given the push just to be fodder for Brock Lesnar. How terrible. As we head into our what seemed like 42 of the Royal Rumble, because it did start to get a little bit long here, uh, Seth Rollins ends up winning the Royal Rumble. He outlasted Braun. This was a a match where it was okay, it was Good enough. I, I didn't understand why Nia Jax got involved. I got to shit all over it because you have surprises, which was great. Jeff Jarrett was a great surprise. I marked out was a little he? bit. Was I he? thought it was great to see him, but then you have him eliminated before the next guy comes out. I didn't. That think was corny. I, I didn't think Jeff Jarrett was a was a good surprise. I think that's where the men's totally fell short. Is there was no big surprise. There was no big name that jumped in this. And, and you yeah. have guys in the back, and yet you don't feature them. Guys like EC3 who have been in two months' worth of, of backstage promos. Guys like War Machine who you you have talked about. You've called them up. And they're, they're just there. They're doing nothing. Yet yeah, you feature NXT guys. It, 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 look, I love Johnny Gargano. I think Johnny Gargano is going to be great when he comes up. But he doesn't have a spot at this table. I don't right. know why he's here. I'm not sure why. Not 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 when you have other guys who are in the back. I, I went on a on a on a 15 minute tirade before we sat down to do this show about EC3 and how you love John Cena, right? You love or you hate John Cena, whatever it is. All right, EC3 is your next John Cena. He is built like a Greek god. The guy is charismatic as hell. 
give him a microphone. Let him get in that ring and let him work because he works better than John Cena. He shows up. He does his job. Let him do his damn job. Give him a chance. This is a match where you could totally have highlighted him, highlighted his skills, and yet you have him doing backstage promos with Dana Brooke about how he gets (laughs) in shape. Mind you, he doesn't talk at all during this promo. He's just there. He's essentially a mannequin. You have a mannequin that smiles and looks good when he's got baby oil on. What the hell are we talking about, dude? Yeah. What the hell are we doing? Mismanagement at the highest level. It's just disappointing. It, it, was, it was not a good Royal Rumble. Not worth the wait. All. Not worth it to wait four hours for the Royal Rumble it, match. It, it really wasn't. I, I Look, I'm happy Seth won. Great. I, I'm upset that we didn't pick Seth to win. We discussed Seth winning this three weeks ago when, yeah. when we were building towards this. We're like, oh, Seth is probably going to win this because yeah. he's now the hand-picked guy, right? We were just Ro- hoping Roman Reigns that, is done. You see, I think you know, you and I definitely talk about it. We know it, but at the same time, we're fans of WWE, and we talk about what we think when we When we want. did our picks, we totally picked the way we wanted the I, yeah, yeah, card that's, to go. Yeah, and I think that's fair as well because I think that would have been best for business. Which, sorry guys, if you took anything we said and you tried to run to the bank with it no, because no, don't do that. It, it was just boner jam central we, over here on our part. We just have to add what WWE will actually do and what they should do in these predictions because I think that you have these guys that are waiting for their chance and why not highlight a Drew McIntyre? Everybody thinks Seth Rollins is going to win. You don't think Seth Rollins could get into the main event of WrestleMania uh, without having won the Royal Rumble? Yeah, Come on for sure, now. For sure. Drew McIntyre deserved it. I think this guy's a monster and what are you waiting for? Another year to go by? I just think that in terms of what they're doing, it's not surprising. When you say give the fans what they want, we want a little bit of excitement. We want a little bit of swerves. We want a little bit of not having all your information released to the point where it's so predictable that everyone that does podcasts called Seth Rollins to win it. When, when Hornswoggle climbs out from underneath the ring apron during the ladies' Royal Rumble, and that, and that is like your stunning surprise, like go back and watch, go back yeah. and watch this entire thing. Yeah. That was your stunning surprise. The Royal Rumble is supposed to be a time for your, your new your, beginning. Yes. Your the next new beginning. wave. This is supposed to be the event that kicks off everything. More of the same. Yeah. It didn't do that. Didn't do anything. Failed to deliver. 7.8. It, it was, it was a, a letdown is what yes, it was. Letdown. It was a letdown show from what we for, expected for, for much of it with you, what could have been delivered right you fucked up it, it was you had expectations and they were definitely not met um as far as calling the card goes we each got four predictions right so oh. we'll split the point oh uh i go to eight you go to seven and a half so right. nobody gained or nobody lost <laughs> any ground it's, it's four out of what ten four out of eight uh 50%. four i think it was nine okay nine less than 50 percent. Um, okay, i got yeah. the matches right here hold on so one two three four five six seven eight yeah nine matches okay so it's what it was, much like the Royal Rumble. It was what it was. Uh, not going to give you a, a total raw review, mm-hmm. and not going to give you a total SmackDown review. We're just going to go over highlights, things that we kind of thought were pretty good, things that we thought were decent. I didn't really enjoy the opening of Raw. I thought it was a little bit long, and I didn't need to see Seth Rollins and Triple H out there being all buddy buddy. Uh, it really felt like. Triple H was Seth Rollins' uncle, and he was patting him on his back like, right. good job, bro. You did a great job. It was awesome to see you out there. And they're just kind of loving each other up here. It, it, it was okay. It was totally unnecessary. I think the highlight, though, of the opening segment of Monday Night Raw was Dean Ambrose calling out Triple H with the line, or do you have to ask your father-in-law? I thought that was awesome. That was great. I, I thought that was the highlight. It put the entire segment over. I thought it was great. It looks as though we might build to a Dean Ambrose, Triple H, 
uh, WrestleMania match with the stipulation loser, lever, loser leaves town, easy for me to say, um, which is cool. I, I'm, I'm into that. I'm invested in that because we've not had that type of stipulation in forever. I can't tell you the last time we've had a stipulation like that. So it would be interesting. The thing is, we already know Dean, who's leaving town. Dean, yeah, Dean's going. So, what percentage chance do you think it's a work? Uh, zero. I, I think this is real life. Okay. I, and again, I will explain in news notes. So stay tuned for that. This, of course, leads to the match between Rollins and Ambrose, and uh, of course, Rollins ends up winning it. But for me, I, I thought the opening was eh, but. Dean Ambrose stood out with that, that nice. line. I, I thought it was I thought it was really, really good. What did you make of the Ronda Rousey promo between her and Becky Lynch? It was so brutal. It, there was a whole bunch of crap in the middle, and then Rousey ends up beating up Bailey and Becky comes out. And I think to everybody's surprise, I, I was I was surprised that she showed up here. I thought for sure she was gonna show up on SmackDown and, and, and make her announcement, but she showed up here on Monday Night Raw and basically lays down the challenge that she's going to take her on at WrestleMania. Now, what ensues after that was kind of a babbling mess from Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was disappointing in that uh, she comes out, and the fans treated this Raw like it was uh, the Raw after WrestleMania. They're chanting, they're mm-hmm. into it, and so... It was a hype crowd for sure. And so she starts to insinuate how great Sasha Banks is, and the, the crowd is just, you know, shitting on it. They don't care about it. They're listening, and they're really rooting for Becky Lynch. And when they the talk started to kind of go in that direction about WrestleMania, they start cheering, and they start interrupting uh, Ronda Rousey, which is totally, totally interesting in that there was a chance for her to kind of go off script a little bit, and it was a test. The fans were kind of in a situation, and all she did was kind of just put the mic down and look like, oh, you guys are talking, and she didn't go with it. I think what she should have did was and she did eventually get there was she started to address uh becky lynch and she stumbled and she actually acknowledges that she stumbled she goes oh wow guys you got me to stumble and then that's when becky lynch comes out because uh they had the opportunity to you know save the segment and it was disappointing in that ronda rousey has been in wwe for a year now and the weakest part of her game is her promos and you would think that yeah, obviously she can wrestle. She's been trained. She's got the look. She's been anointed. But she's you got to be the, the complete ring. package. She's very good in the ring. Very good in the ring. Believable. But she's not the total package. She can't deliver a promo. She messes up. And even in her uh, promo with Becky Lynch, they have a stare down. Becky Lynch delivers it flawlessly. Ronda flubbed, and she had to you know stutter for a second and quickly keep it, keep it going. But then eventually she gets to the point where she turns into thuggish ronda rousey and it was awesome and she goes i could kill you with my bare hands and not break a sweat that's what everyone kind of wanted and that's what was going to sell the fight and it's great but i understand that but at the same time you're going to have her go from aw shucks you know when she beats bailey to i'm going to be this massive killer come on now it's it's too much hot and cold yeah you you got to figure out what you wanted her to be yeah and let her be that because you have to realize too she's new to all of this you're right she's been here for a year yeah Okay, but she didn't go through any developmental. She didn't have years of earning her stripes uh, uh, working indies or or working undercards for other places. She was basically thrust into the spotlight. So now you do a real disadvantage for her as a character by going back and forth. Yeah, real quick, I misspoke. It was Bailey who actually interrupted when uh, Ronda flubbed because Mm -hmm. it was going on and on and on and droning. Then Bailey came in and she got into the match and then 
uh, the man came out after the match. Yes. But Bailey saved it, thank goodness. But I just thought, oh, the open challenge is Bailey. Yeah. Come on, you could have another opportunity to have another match, or you don't need an open challenge. You could have had a different situation play out. But thank goodness Bailey came out. Uh, Ronda Rousey's promos have to improve if she's going to take the next step. But you heard the rumors, you know, potentially speaking, uh, the mass exodus could be happening in April, and Ronda Rousey could be part of it. Yeah, disaster, disaster looking. zone with this because prior to the uh, Royal Rumble, this news broke regarding Ronda Rousey, and I just said to myself, "Oh my God, if that's the case, what a wasted opportunity given to somebody when you had this women's revolution. If you didn't know, if you couldn't get three years out of her to fulfill the contract, awful. Or if she misled WWE to get this position and get a big fat contract because she signed for a long time. I think it's it's disappointing on a lot of levels to put somebody in that position for just twelve months." Terrible, yeah, terrible. You're, you're right, you're right. But I don't think she's. I don't think she's going to step away. You don't believe it? No, n- not right away. Anyways, maybe, maybe after year two. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but no. And she wants to start a family. So you, you totally get it. And it's not like you can't go. You know, spit out a kid and then come back. You can right. totally do that. I mean, it looks like her husband travels everywhere with her. Yeah. Like he's probably her bag man. He's her handler. So he's there. I, I don't I don't see it necessarily being an issue. I don't see her going away very quickly. I mean, after that, it was just kind of whatever to me. Strowman and McIntyre had a match, and Baron Corbin got involved. Cool beans, whatevs. Um, Seth Rollins made his decision and then got annihilated by Brock Lesnar. No I'm surprise o- there. I, I'm over by, I'm yeah. over Brock Lesnar. It, it's kind of what it was. I mean, that that was Monday Night Raw. That was the Raw after the after Rumble. the Royal Rumble. Mm. It was kind of a wah, wah, wah. yeah. Wasn't very good. Still no EC three, huh? No EC three. No I don't. Debut. I mean, he's, Where is he's, he's on the side of a milk carton right now. Yeah. Maybe I'll make that, and we can tweet that out next <laughs> week. Um, SmackDown opened up hot. Uh, the man comes down, does her thing, got a great promo. Uh, Charlotte comes out, interrupts. This leads to Charlotte getting socked in the face by Becky Lynch, which is awesome to me. Um, leads to a brawl. At this point, Becky is hot as lava, and she can carry. She carried the entire Raw segment. She brought it over to SmackDown. She is amazing right now part of my alarm though is going off because what if charlotte is added to the main event i was just about to bring that up i'm disappointed because if that's the case i'm gonna be let down again there is there there that is my news and notes rumor is we'll just get out of the way right now yeah. rumor is no. charlotte no, will don't be say added it. to this match if that's the case yes if that's the case that tells you what wwe thinks of becky lynch it tells you everything you need to know what WWE thinks of Becky Lynch. They think she can't handle or carry the match, which is bullshit. It's bullshit because she is the hottest thing in WWE right now. When I tune in, I tune in for her. She is the best thing in wrestling right now. She's the hottest thing out there. I don't give a damn. Now, I'll tell you this. Sasha Banks gave the four horsewomen sign to Ronda Rousey. Okay, Charlotte's had issues with Ronda Rousey. The man has had issues with Ronda Rousey. If you want to go in that direction and kick it off, if you're going to do it, and maybe you include Sasha Banks as well and make it a four-way situation and you just, you know, a situation in which you kick off the four horsewomen if you're going to defeat, if the rumors are true, Ronda's leaving, then you, you continue a storyline with the four horsewomen kicking it off and then you have Bailey and you just roll it out. I, I get it, but at some point she's going to have to have her backup. So at what point does Shayna Baszler come up? And mm-hmm. At what point do the rest of them all come up, right? Yeah. So... And who are the four horsewomen? I, 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 think it, I think it's too premature. Who are the four horsewomen for um for the women the, for WWE? Yeah, it, it's Becky, it's Sasha, um, Charlotte. It's Charlotte, and it's Bailey. Okay, it's yeah. those four. Those four women. So, and, 
like you said, in recent weeks, they've all had problems with her. So, so it's interesting if you're going to go that way, but not for WrestleMania. Yeah, don't do this because just give us the she, man versus Rousey, right. And let uh, Becky Lynch have her moment. It, it, it has been. She is somebody who who was hot, and then they cooled her off. She didn't cool off. They cooled her off. She fought to get back to this point. Now she's here, and she's the best thing you have on your roster. She is better than any of the men. Give me a guy who is hotter right now. AJ Styles isn't. AJ Styles isn't at all. Daniel Bryan isn't. You know? Who do you have? Seth Rollins? No. Braun Strowman? You did a good job killing him. Brock Lesnar's shit. So who do you have? Who? Charlotte? No. You've got nobody. You've got no Samoa Joe? You've booked him into oblivion. He's still trying to climb his way out. You've got nobody. She's the best thing you have. She is your Akata. Do you know what I'm saying? It's what it is. I thought it was interesting. Our truth got a roll up on Nakamura. So Nakamura is a two time U.S. Uh, champion. Um, he is also a two time non U.S. champion. Crazy. <laughs> so our truth gets a roll up. He's your new U.S. champion. What? <laughs> and then the worst moment was you turn Rusev again. Yes. Worst moment of the week, worst decision. Yes. I just think that, you know what, this yo-yo effect with Rusev is corny. Again, this goes, this goes back to, to what they do with Ronda Rousey, right? So she's a killer, and then she's all shucks. She's a killer, she's all shucks. Uh, Rusev, Rusev got himself over, and you did a real bad job giving him a spotlight. Eventually, these guys are going to stop saying okay, and they're going to ask for their release. I mean, this well, is ridiculous. You no, know, it's happening. Yeah. It, it, we're living through it right now. This has got to be crazy. That's it's why like, the Revival wants out. Most people don't spend a month being over or being a heel or mm-hmm. being a face. It's usually a little bit longer. Give us time, and then Rusev, like I said, I just don't get the direction uh, why they would do this. Right. I don't it, get it. it. It's dumb. Uh, the Usos beat the bar, Heavy Machinery, and New Day to become the new number one That's contenders fair. for the That's SmackDown fair. Tag Team Champs. Look, I thought this was a really good match. This This right here is... It's been a lot of crap on uh, on on WWE this week. This was one of those matches. Go watch this. This was my match of the week. Nice. This was solid. I love what they're doing with Shane and uh, the Mrs. Dad showing some love. Yes, that that was pretty cool. Um, in this match, the Usos ended up beating or 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 pinning the Bar. Uh, it was one with a super kick and a diving splash combination for the pin. Um, Heavy Machinery and New Day were both ousted early in this match, so I thought it was solid. Real quick news, Daniel Bryan's going to take on Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali, and Samoa Joe in the Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is taking place February 17th. This was announced at the end of SmackDown. It doesn't do it for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Kind of a lull, kind of like a stock down kind of for the, yeah. the product. I mean, and this is WWE's fault, right? Yeah. Because you've done a bad job. Like, Randy Orton's not been there. Jeff Hardy's been inconsistent. Mustafa Ali is getting a push, and I like Mustafa Ali, and I think there's a lot of potential with him, but... He's a guy who should be competing somewhere in your mid-card. He should be fighting. If he's gotten smacked on, he should be fighting for that U.S. championship belt, not in the mix for an actual championship belt. Um, Samoa Joe, like I said, you booked him into oblivion. Samoa Joe is the one name in this match where I'm like, hey, he's got a legit shot to win this. He has a legit shot to win this damn thing. And by a legit shot, I mean it's like slim to nil. It's, you know, so this is all WWE for bad booking. A guy like... A guy like Mustafa Ali, if you did him right, you could be calling him up from his mid-card status, and he could be getting his little bit of a push. We could all be like, oh, wow, no, this guy this guy could do something, you know? If Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton were more consistent and were either on television more or wrestled more, 
you could be like, okay, cool. These guys, these guys have a legit shot to this claim. What this feels like is it's Daniel Bryan out there, and then it's like, okay, cool. We got all these guys we haven't done anything with. Let's just throw them all in a match. Everybody gets a shot at the championship. But why? How? This is the one thing about wrestling that I think gets lost on a lot of people. You get invested when you go through the journey with the with, with, with the superstar or with the competitor or with the athlete. You get invested by watching their trials and tribulations, watching them rise up, fall back down, rise back up, fall back. That's why everybody's so invested in Becky Lynch. You know, I can recite almost everything that's happened to Becky Lynch over the last 18 months. That's how invested I am in her character because I've seen her come up. I've seen her get smacked back down, come back up, smacked back down. And now I've seen her, like the Phoenix, rise from these ashes, and she has grabbed it by its throat. I'm invested in none of these guys. Here's what's happening. At the mid-card level, there's a little bit more spontaneity with R-Truth and Rusev and things like that. That's at, fine. That's good. At the top is now where we're seeing a little bit more of the same and, and more the predictability. Stagnation. Exactly. And I think that's where uh, the WWE could do a better job is to you know move someone from the mid-card to the top and give them a push. Because look what happened to Finn Balor on Raw. I mean, you move him up and then you bring him back down. Yeah. It's like Finn Balor's a star. You can't rise him up and continue to have a push outside of uh, making him fodder for Brock Lesnar, that's a star. Finn Balor's a star. He deserves uh, a level of treatment that's a little bit better than getting into a feud with Bobby Lashley. You can have Come on. Four, you can have four or five guys who are at the pinnacle of your, of your franchise, right? Guys that can, that can at any time, you could slap a belt on them, and it validates that belt. Yeah. It doesn't devalue the belt. Right now, on SmackDown, it's Daniel Bryan, and it's who? AJ Styles. That's it. That's all you have. That's it. You have nobody else, right? On Raw, what do you have? You've got Brock Lesnar who's holding that thing captive in a cage somewhere in a basement, and he keeps lowering down lotion and tells it to put the lotion on its skin or otherwise it gets the hose again. All right? So you've got Brock Lesnar, and I don't buy into Brock Lesnar as a champion. I think he's garbage. All right? I'd tell him that to his face if he was here, and he'd crush me. It's fine. All right? But after that, who do you have? Seth Rollins, do you really believe in Seth Rollins right now? Seth Rollins can go out there every single night and put on arguably the best match of the night. But all that being said, I'm kind of like, eh, on Seth Rollins. You have Finn Balor. Finn Balor should be in one of those spots. Not yet. I I, I don't buy in him because you booked him so bad. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is a guy who I see nothing but potential for. But you know what? I don't see him on the caliber of what they have established Brock Lesnar as. Braun Strowman was going to be the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. Where's Braun Strowman now? He's not up there with, with, with the guys I just mentioned. He should be, but he's not. So what do you have? I just went through and I named four or five guys who all should be in, in competition for the, 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 the Universal Championship. And none of those guys are there. Yeah, right. None of them. And you can't tell me that you buy into Seth Rollins as being the guy. Because you can't. Because he hasn't done anything against anybody. Cool, he won the Royal Rumble. Big deal. For most of that, he was laying on the outside after he got thrown through a table. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he was on the outside for a good 20 minutes of it. It's just, again, bad booking by WWE. You lose, you lose what is most important when, when booking wrestling. It, it, it's invest, people invest into the people, into the character. They, they don't invest into whatever it is that you've got going on. It's into the character. We get behind people because we see something in them. We see them struggle. We see them rise. We see them fall. We see them pick themselves up. Or you're a bad person and you like when somebody gets poked in the eye. Or you like Ric Flair for whatever reason because he's Ric Flair. He's the baddest dude out there, right? There are reasons. You get no reasons. You just get bad booking all the time. Uh, SmackDown wins this for me. It was it was all shit. <laughs> How about a swerve? How about we don't give a point for anybody? We just call it a wash and say, you know what? They were there. Uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania and nobody gets credit for what they did this week. 
No credit this I've, week. I've got I've got to put something here. So we've got us. So SmackDown's forty two and a half and, and a no credit. <laughs> <laughs> no credit. Nobody gets a win. Nobody gets a win. And it a was no there. Credit. It's, no it's credit. Like incomplete. And Raw. Raw's twenty seven and a half and a no credit. We thought SmackDown was better, obviously, than Raw. <sighs> Just barely. barely. See, that's yeah, what I'm saying. No credit. It wasn't no one gets good. a point. No one deserves it for for no good uh, no good products. Like none none of it was good this that's week. It, it no, just... That's it. That's it. There was no winner. It's a mutually agreed upon I mean, draw for awfulness. I thought I thought the Becky Lynch promo on SmackDown was way better than it was on Raw. I think our truth winning was interesting. I don't understand it, but I thought it was interesting. Okay, then you can give SmackDown a half. But it's just half for the victory. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I twisted your arm on that. All right, I just there, there, it wasn't. When you have Becky Lynch on a show, you're going to win the most weeks. Yeah, Becky just, Lynch is over. She's the biggest star in wrestling right now. It wasn't it just wasn't good wrestling this week, and I don't know why, especially coming off the Royal Rumble. All right, news and notes. You want some news and notes? Hit me with this week's professional wrestling news and notes. Okay, so Ember Moon was injured during the Royal Rumble when Alexa Bliss did that standing moonsault. Uh, she when she flipped over and she came down, she drove her knee into Ember Moon's elbow. Moon had to have surgery immediately. It's unknown how long she'll be out until. Um, so it's a pretty big blow, especially for all the women uh, on this roster, because Ember Moon is one of those ones who, she was mid-card, but you could see her bubbling up at any time. Potential was coming. Yes. Uh, again, D- Dean Ambrose has been the topic of conversation the entire show. Dean Ambrose is apparently unhappy with his creative direction, and he's taken a stand. A few weeks ago, he was offered a new contract by WWE, and he walked into Vince's office, and he said, I'm not signing a new contract with you. He has essentially resigned uh, because of the direction of his character. Um, so Dean technically has one foot out the door. Now, what's interesting is the second one might come in April. That's when his contract is done. Um, we've already discussed possibly having a loser leaves town match with Triple H. But he lives in Las Vegas. AEW is hope- hosting their, uh, their, their new live event. Double or nothing in Las Vegas a few weeks later. Wow. So don't be surprised. I'm just trying to connect dots here. If Dean Ambrose is the next to sign with AEW after April. We've already talked about the report with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey uh, and Becky Lynch. All that that match happening. It's utter crap. Um, interesting. During the Royal Rumble, while it was going on, Y2J was watching. I love Y2J. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I love Chris Jericho. Uh, he called out Brock Lesnar on Twitter, though. What do you say? He said he needs to lose the gut. The dream is over, dude. I don't play by the script, which basically taking shots at WWE, which I love. Uh, and he tagged WWE and AEW in these tweets. Basically, he's calling Brock Lesnar a fat ass. And if he wants to be intimidating, he wants to be the man, you need to start taking care of your body because he's not taking care of his body. I find this really funny because as much as Y2J has evolved as not just a character, but physically as he's gotten older, Y2J is a little bit soft too. Like... You ever listen to Y2J put over DDP yoga? Mm-hmm. Like, he he had something happen to him. I think it was his neck. And he couldn't lift weights. So because he can't lift weights, all he does is yoga now. Well, there's a thing that comes with resistance training, and it's called muscle. Y2J has softened up quite a bit. So to be throwing blows at, at Brock Lesnar, I find to be hilarious. And if that's not the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what it is. But that's part of the reason why I love Y2J. Y2J's the man. That's all I got for you for news and notes. Great job this week. 
WWE has a lot of work to do to make the road to WrestleMania a lot better. Elimination Chamber's up next. They're going to be building to that, but I just think that they can do a lot better job. This year's WrestleMania might not be what it could be, but I do think they're pushing towards a couple top-end matches. If the main event's going to be the man versus Ronda Rousey, they have an opportunity to deliver, but you still got to worry about the rest of the show. Let me, let me put it to you like this, okay? I'm really interested to see where we go going forward. Not just with WWE, but in wrestling in general. This is a... It's kind of a new era right now. You've got AEW, which is going to be extremely popular. Extremely. I can't wait till they get up and off the ground, you know? They're kind of running right now, but it's more of a jog. I can't wait till they start sprinting. On top of that, New Japan has really infiltrated the U.S. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what New Japan is. And if you're if you're new to wrestling, I beg you, go check out something from New Japan. You will be thoroughly impressed. All right, so New Japan is bigger. You've got your crossover with ROH. ROH is the, the second largest promotion in the United States currently right now. And ROH puts out a ton of great talent, and they put out a ton of great product. So this is a really interesting frontier right now. How does all of this that's going on over here, right, everything going on to the right, how does that affect the left, which is WWE? How does WWE now evolve to compensate for everything else that's going on over here. I mean, they're losing guys left and right. How do they keep their guys happy, keep a great product, and compete with everything else going on over here because everybody's shooting for them? Here's my first thought on that. They won't. It's more of the same. It's a profitable business. Everything's good Can't until you until will, you get ratings that dip to the level that... Uh, they've been the lowest they've ever been, John. People got to turn... Can, People have to continue to turn it off. It's it's been so damn bad. It's a struggle for me to watch wrestling every single week. You, For, do, do you know that forty eight thousand people at the Royal Rumble? That things are okay. That's why I think that it's when not they a good show. I know it's not, but in the end, you got to remember this: is that they just got an influx of a bunch of money from the Fox deal. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. You have top end stars. You're in the news quite a bit. All the social media is great. Look, to be honest, I think in, in talking to you now about it, they just came out there to put a band aid on a big problem. The Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon coming out there and saying we're going to give you what you want was just to address it. Oh, yeah. They no, weren't going to do nothing no, to it. They weren't going to change it. They've it was a fraud. Nothing. It yeah. was a fraud. They've done nothing since then. We've all, all bought in. All you get now is more segments with Vince McMahon and more segments with Triple H. That's all you get now. But and, you do get and, it. And Shane is now a wrestler on SmackDown. But, Thanks. And there is a little bit Weird. of a sprinkle of changes in the mid-card, but I think in the total picture, the puzzle is still a little bit disjointed. You have, I thought the Royal Rumble set was changed. I think that more emphasis on promos. It's changing. But now the final piece of the puzzle is actually to create characters that can have extended pushes that are actually worthy of it. And I think when you have Ronda Rousey, Dean Ambrose, and you have a bunch of underutilized guys now that are unhappy, I think hopefully that's a sign to the company that we got to change creative direction. Because I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett and Road Dogg on Raw singing again. Ever. Ever. So 2019, you think WWE, it's just more of the same. I think it's more of the same. For me, 2019, WWE starts to evolve because it has to. I think AEW, once it gets going, and it's going to get a TV deal, it's going to basically hold a gun to WWE's head. And it says, should improve the product. Figure it out. Otherwise, we're going to blow Let's your hope. head off. All right. For the Jock a Adams. Violent. was a little violent. Sorry. <laughs> for the Jock Adams Rosinski, I'm the Doc John Macaroon. See everybody next week on the next edition of the Doc and Jock Wrestling Podcast. See ya.